Hello there, this is the Psychology Report and I'm glad to have you again join me. You're joining me with about 3,500 other people who have listened and who do listen to the Psychology Report from time to time. So the audience is growing and it's good to have you uh, to be part of us. What about fear? What about the idea of fear? What about the idea of being intimidated? and uh, just not being uh, confident and strong and expressive and assertive and outgoing and confident. You know, fear is a tremendously powerful emotion. It inhibits. It keeps us down. It keeps us back. It keeps us from moving forward. It keeps us from ex from excelling or achieving or being in places where we would really like to be socially and economically and academically and occupationally if you will even spiritually fear inhibits fear withholds fear restrains fear just puts one behind the eight ball behind the bush behind the tree if you will and prevents a life that flourishes and thrives so let me just talk a little bit about fear. And then I'd like to move on to another word, the word dare. Because these two words together are powerful words that mean a lot. And we all, when we think of the word dare, we think of taking a chance, kind of being a hero, if you will, being independent, being forthright, being extremely competent, overwhelmingly competent, if you will. So let's start with fear. You know, people who have fear need to learn how to deal with it, cope with it, and overcome it. Let me give you four ways to do that, okay? F, face your fears. You see, if you have a fear of something like a rattlesnake or of the dark or of loud sounds or of a certain person or a certain expression on somebody's face, you know, face it. Deal with it. Approach it in small increments and in small doses where you face that fear of being alone. You face that fear of being without medication. So you face that fear without being surrounded by people and support people or encouraging people. Where you go it alone, if you will. Face it. Do it. But don't do it all at once. Don't take the big step of of going into the dark all at once, just gradually enter into dark spaces. Gradually enter into places that uh, you are now avoiding because you're afraid of them. Gradually talk to people socially. Gradually open your eyes and your mouth and interact socially in small increments. And then you will grow and you'll be more comfortable and confident and be able to do that more capably, say, two or three months from now than you are now. Because you face your fears, you approach your fears, but you approach them in small increments and figure out how to do that. You can't sleep in with a room that's totally dark. Get a very small light bulb and then a smaller light bulb and then a smaller light bulb and just decrease the amount of light in the room or put a light in the hallway and then shut the door a little bit, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit, and then gradually the door is shut altogether. 
You see, just gradually introduce yourself to the object of fear. Okay, that's number one. Face your fear. Number two is expect that you can change. You know, sometimes we get this idea that I'm a fearful person and that's just the way I am. Like I was born that way. Uh-uh. You learn to be fearful. Some experience you've had, a series of experiences that you've had, you learn to be fearful. So expect that you can reverse that process and become an unfearful person in these gradual increments and gradual steps. So expect that things can be different, that you can improve, that you can have more confidence, that you can have more social skill, that you can be in small groups, you can be in large groups, you can be in dark rooms, you can go in places that otherwise you wouldn't have gone or new and unfamiliar places. See, you can do that. You can drive up in the mountains yourself. You can go down a road yourself that otherwise you haven't done in the past. If you're fearful of a particular intersection because you had an accident there one time before, just gradually go through that intersection, go up to it, study it, look at it, and then walk away, and go back, and then walk away, and then go back, and then walk away, and gradually reintroduce yourself to that intersection so you can handle it. So expect that you can change and go with the process of facing the fear. And then number three, A, under F-E-A-R, under A, is be assertive. Learn the assertive skills. Learn to speak out. Learn to express yourself. Learn to express your feelings. Learn to express your attitudes, your values, your opinions, your point of view, whether they be religious or political or social or whatever they might be. Express yourself. People need to get to know you. You get to know people as you express yourself. Follow the example of others that you like. Find somebody that you admire and watch how they speak. Look how they deal with social situations and speak out. And then imitate them. Use them as an example and imitate them. But learn how to be assertive. Learn how to be expressive so that the rest of the world does not have to ignore you, but has to deal with you. Does not have to avoid you, but has to interact with you. You see? That's the kind of effective person you want to be in a world of stress. Is one that people will talk to and deal with and consider and interchange with and get and seek out opinions and seek suggestions because you're a person who speaks. You express yourself. So be assertive, not aggressive. That's being hostile and aggressive and being violent, if you will. Not that. And not being passive. That's saying nothing. Or that's going with just the flow. Or that's just going along with the uh, point of view of every, everybody else. See? And just say, well, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. And express yourself as to what it really, how it does matter to you. Okay, that's number three. Number four is this, and the word is R, F-E-A-R, fear. Learn to relax. Learn to relax. Learn to let your body go. Learn to let your muscles go. Remember, your muscles are like rubber bands. You can stretch them, and they're stretched to their limit, and that's tension. And you feel the tension in your body, in your stomach, in your shoulders, in your neck, in your jaw your hands and your legs and your back and so and you create pain if you have tension over a long period of time because you're fearful of something fear leads to tension when you're in a fearful situation you tense up and then if you keep tensing up you're going to have pain at some point in time so learn to let go learn to let those muscles go like rubber bands and just go through your muscle groups all your leg muscles and then all your stomach muscles mid-body muscles your upper back muscles your shoulders your chest your arms, your hands, your jaw, your face, your neck. Just relax them. Relax them. Like 
become a sawdust doll, we call that. You become like a dish rag. You become very loose. You see, let the rubber band go back to its natural position, which is a state of relaxation. That's learning to relax. Do that several times a day if you're a fearful person or if you're an uptight person, if you're a tense person. That means your muscles are tense. Learn to relax them so that whenever you feel that increased tension, you can say, uh-uh, just relax. Let go. Let go. And let your body become limp and just free and easy and comfortable. Okay? So if you're a fearful person, remember, F-E-A-R. Face your fear. Expect that you can change. Be assertive. And learn to relax. Okay? Now, the word dare. Very important word in the same context, you see. Do you dare yourself to change? Do you dare yourself to be a different person? Do you dare yourself to take on a challenge? Do you dare yourself to take on a new opportunity that is being presented to you? Or do you have to avoid those kind of things? You see? What about the different letters of dare? D-A-R-E. What are they? And how can you use them, you know, to your advantage, okay? D. Disengage from unhelpful and irrational thinking. Okay, back off. Disengage from irrational thinking and unhelpful thinking. Irrational thinking is somebody who says, well, you always do that. Well, that's irrational. Of course, nobody always does anything. Lots of times they do it. Many times they do it. Often they do it, but not always. You see? Or if you think in terms of extreme, you're either right or you're wrong. Well, there's always gray areas. There's always give and take. There's always... Uh, mutual ground and equal ground and common ground. There's always that in discussions and dialogues and arguments or whatever they might be. So let yourself uh, see the areas of flexibility, the areas of compromise, the areas of give and take in any kind of discussion. But don't always think of it in terms of I'm right and you're wrong or I'm wrong and you're right and that kind of thing because it's not absolute. There's always these areas of give and take and compromise and accommodation, you know, one to another. So watch your irrational thinking and change it and correct it, okay? Okay, dare, D-A-R-E, dare, A. Accept that at times you will, feel, you will feel discomfort. Accept the fact. There are times in your life and there are times in your day, there are times in your week when you're going to be very uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable in a social situation. Well, just learn to handle that. Learn to let it be. You're going to get through it. You won't die. You won't have a heart attack. You won't faint. You won't have a stroke. You won't have a heart attack in that situation. Just let the discomfort be there. And it will pass. Discomfort is often associated with excess adrenaline, which means you get that kind of panicky feeling. That's uncomfortable. But you know, you're not going to die, you're not going to have a heart attack, you're not going to have a stroke, you're not going to have any kind of a fainting spell. You'll get through it, and within a matter of 15, 20, 30 minutes, that adrenaline will dissipate and go away, and you'll feel comfortable better, or at least somewhat more comfortable. So disengage from that idea, okay? Don't, don't get that thought that discomfort is wrong or it's a bad kind of a thing. There are some times when we just have to accept the fact that we're going to be in an uncomfortable situation and we have to find the strategies. We have to learn how to handle that. It might be just kind of walk around. It might be going off to a side somewhere. It might be finding a person that you can stand next to or that you can talk to. And there may be a safe place in that room or in that assembly hall or wherever it might be. 
that you can go and you can feel a little bit more comfortable and feel like you're going to be all right. So just accept the fact that, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable at times, but it's not going to kill you. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it. Okay? That's D-A-R-E. D what is the R? Well, have realistic goals in life. Have realistic goals for yourself. You know, if you're changing things about your personality, you're changing things about your behavior pattern, your lifestyle, you're not going to change that today. You're going to change that by tomorrow. You probably won't change it by next week. But you can begin the process. You can have a goal that is reasonable and that maybe over the course of the next 90 days you'll make some changes. And you're going to stick with a program that will bring about those particular changes, you see. So have something, a goal that's, really, uh, that's realistic, a goal that you can achieve, and a time frame in which you can achieve it. If you're trying to come off medications, if you're trying to come off drugs, you know, you aren't going to do that in a week. You're not going to do that in a month. You're going to do that over eight months, you know, or whatever it might be. If you're reading into a drug addiction, whether it's uh, illegal drug or it's something like Xanax or one of the pain pillars, you know, painkillers, the opiates, I mean, that's going to take a while to come off. But be realistic. Be very realistic. But set it out there. You don't have to come off an opiate or a painkiller over three years. You can get off of that within the year. You can get over that within the maybe eight months or six months or whatever it might be, whatever your addiction level is. But be realistic. Set the goal and be realistic about it. Because if you're unrealistic, you're going to fail, and then you're going to be discouraged, and you're going to be depressed. Okay? And then DARE, D-A-R-E, is embrace the values that you would like to be known for. That you as a family, that you as an individual would like to be identified with. The values of compassion or the values of caring or the value of, of just being thoughtful or being helpful. That's a value, you know. Or the value of just being responsible or being dependable. Uh, just somebody that people can rely on. You see, that's, 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 embrace those kind of values. Think it through. What are the values you want to be known for and you want to embrace so that your lifestyle is not only effective and successful for you, but it's an example to others and it com is compatible with others and is helpful to others and is a lifestyle that brings other people along and helps them grow and helps them mature as you do, you see? So in our interpersonal relationships, we have fear. And in our interpersonal relationships, we have timidness. In our interpersonal relationships, you know, we, we can address those and we can improve them as we can improve our confidence and our independence and our self-sufficiency. But you have to face your fear. You've got to deal with the fear factor. You can't ignore it. You can't just say, well, I'm a fearful person. No, no. You don't get that privilege. If you're a fearful person, shame on you if you haven't done anything about it. It's not a fun thing to be, but just don't ignore it. And same thing with if you're timid. Same thing if you're a little bit uncomfortable or incompetent or just a little bit reticent and hesitant. Take the word dare and go for it, okay? And make sure that you uh, disengage, you know, from unthoughtful un un uh, comments and, and ideas and uh, irrational thoughts. Just disengage from all that kind of stuff, you see? And start to live a life that's more effective by using the principles of fear and dare. And take each of those letters and 
write them down in terms of what you need to do. Now, maybe in each of those, maybe in the word fear, there's two or three of them you do pretty well. But maybe there's one or two you don't. So work on them. Maybe in the word dare, there's one or two things you do pretty well. But maybe there's one or two things you don't do very well. Identify them and work on them. So that a month from now or three months from now, you're not where you are at the present time. You've advanced yourself, you know, considerably. Okay? Now, before I end today, I'd just like to, again, bring you to the attention of SAT7. S-A-T-7. Now, SAT7 is a television work in the Middle East and North Africa. And it's a television program that is beamed primarily to the Arabic world. And it's a Christian television series, programs, that are non-political and don't particularly put down any other religion, but presents a positive story of what the Bible is. And SAT-7 Kids, I want to pay, have you pay attention to. SAT-7 Kids. Go to the website. There are 125 million Arabic-speaking children under the age of 16 throughout the Middle East and North Africa. Can you imagine that? 125 million children below the age of 16 in that part of the world. And almost all of them have access to satellite television and can watch Sat7, an Arabic Christian satellite television channel for just these young viewers. So it's programs geared to them. And many of these children are in refugee camps. And these programs are oriented towards the education of these children. So they go to school by watching television. They learn math. They learn writing. They learn spelling. They learn English. They learn history. They learn geography. And while they're there in these refugee camps. So they can kind of like go to a school by just watching television. We would, I guess, call that home school. We'd call that kind of a charter school. But that's how these kids are educated in these camps, because otherwise they get no education whatsoever. So you can reach out to the next generation of the Arabic-speaking youth in the Middle East and North Africa through helping SAT7 Kids. Go to the website, SAT7 Kids, and then you know what you want? I'd like you to do? Puts a few bucks in an envelope and send it to them. See it on the website? There's an, there's an address there. And send them some money. They deserve it. And you need to be part of the process of not only educating these kids, but bringing to them a biblical story, a value system that they can live with in a positive way and make a change in this world for good. So it's Sat7 Kids. Go and take a look at it and send them some bucks. Hey, nice to have you with me today, and um, we'll see you again. Bye for now.